From the Ohio News Network, this is the ONN Daily Podcast. It is Friday, September 23rd, 2022. For the Ohio News Network, I'm Kate Burdett. Today, law enforcement and school officials in several areas of the state are dealing with apparent swatting hoaxes in which fake reports of school shootings caused lockdowns and significant police presence at several school buildings. No injuries have been reported after incidents in Cincinnati, Columbus, Dayton, Newark, Springfield and Toledo. Officials say this appears to be part of a national trend. Columbus now has 101 murders for the year, well below the pace set during last year's record, which finished at 204. ONN's Yolanda Harris reports. At this time last year, Columbus had 161 homicides. Looking back to 2015, year to date, there were 76 homicides in the city of Columbus. Program leaders of We Are Linden say the violence has to stop. These individuals that are committing these crimes really need that help. So we have to really team up and, and gather these resources together collectively all across the city, any organization, any small grassroots organizations. I'm Yolanda Harris. Friends and loved ones are paying tribute to Ben and Max Morrissey. The brothers, both steelworkers, were killed in that fire at the BP Husky refinery in Oregon on Tuesday night. More from ONN's Amanda Fay in Toledo. They're remembering them for how they lived through their strength and courage and the men and fathers they grew up to be. Roshan Jones grew up with the Morrissey brothers. Jones says he knows in his heart both men died trying to help anyone they could. I know that those two was, was the hero that day. And I know that people was probably running from the fire and I know there's probably running to the fire to help people. Ben leaves behind a young son. Max had two boys and he owned a small pizza restaurant in Oregon. I'm Amanda Fay. Investigators are trying to determine the cause of the fire. Witnesses report hearing explosions from the refinery on Tuesday night. The funeral procession on Monday for an eastern Indiana police officer who died after being shot in the head during a traffic stop will follow US 40 to Indianapolis. More from ONN's Angela Ann. The police department in Richmond, just across the Ohio-Indiana line, says the funeral for 28-year-old officer Sierra Burton will be held at 11 a.m. Monday at Richmond High School. Following the funeral, the procession will carry her body to Crown Hill Cemetery in Indianapolis. The officer was taken to a Dayton hospital after the shooting on August 10th. She was put on life support but died two weeks after being returned to Indiana for hospice care. Angela Ann, ONN News. An Ohio man has avoided prison time after playing a part in the riot at the U.S. Capitol on January 6th. ONN's Andrew Kinsey has the story. Stephen Ayers testified before the House Committee about the insurrection and even apologized to officers who were there that day. Prosecutors recommended 60 days of incarceration, but ultimately he was sentenced to two years of probation and 100 hours of community service. I'm Andrew Kinsey. In Northwest Ohio, people in Fostoria can now possess up to 200 grams or about 7 ounces of marijuana and not face any jail time or have it put on their criminal record. ONN's Chase Bachman in Toledo reports. Fostoria Council Member Ed Logston says the laws in Fostoria have been used to target people of color more often. There was a lot of conditions in there that I felt were onerous and used specifically against people that didn't look like me. Now that the ordinance is passed, Logston wants to make clear this doesn't make marijuana legal to use on the street. No, people aren't going to be walking around or anything like that smoking or something. That doesn't happen. It's just been decriminalized in that there's no real penalty as long as the amounts were minor amounts. Chase Bachman and Fostoria. 
The Ohio State University's new hazing prevention website is now up and running. It centralizes all of the university's anti-hazing resources and shows students how to define hazing and report situations. Here's Dean of Student Engagement, Danny Glassman. It's more education, prevention efforts, and supporting individuals in doing that right step of reporting hazing is what we hope will continue to happen. And I think Collins Law has asked all of us and the institutions um, that have been doing this work around hazing to just make sure that we're elevating that work. Collins Law requires any administrator, employee, faculty member, or anyone with authority to report hazing to a law enforcement agency. The bill was named after Colin Wyant, an 18-year-old freshman who died at Ohio University back in 2018. Two Cincinnati-area men have been charged with federal crimes after they allegedly flew drones over professional sporting events. 24-year-old Dalen Dabney of Cincinnati allegedly flew his drone into the stadium and hovered over the players and crowd during an NFL playoff game the Bengals were hosting back in January. And it's alleged that 38-year-old Travis Lenhoff of Northern Kentucky flew a drone into the restricted flight area of Great American Ballpark during the Reds' opening day festivities on April 12th. Each defendant is charged with operating an unregistered drone, which is a federal crime, punishable by up to three years in prison. Sports betting goes legal in Ohio in 100 days on January 1st, and ONN's Neil Fisher says it'll be widely available. Businesses are applying for Type C licenses, which are kiosks. Jessica Franks with the Ohio Casino Control Commission says they've already approved more than 800 locations. Those are going to be kiosks that folks might see at bars, restaurants, and certain other businesses that have the appropriate liquor permits. And so they'll be able to place wagers using those kiosks. Frank says this is the largest expansion of gaming in Ohio's history. I'm Neil Fisher. Tailgating season is in full swing, and by now you've probably noticed it's costing you top dollar to party in parking lots. ONN's Tracy Townsend explains it's not just your imagination. That's because tailgating staples, meat, alcohol, experiencing some major price hikes, and rising gas prices, it really means more costs. Uh, to get to your destination for all the fun. There are some strategies you can employ to save on your game day fun. Finance experts say try subbing your favorites for less expensive items, and that means choosing pork ribs and fresh veggies over burgers and potato salad, for example. You can also try to catch the game from the comfort of your couch. I'm Tracy Townsend. Third-ranked Ohio State will try to beat Wisconsin for a ninth straight time when the Badgers visit Ohio Stadium tomorrow night. ONN's Dave James reports. The Badgers haven't won in Columbus since 2004. How they deal with OSU quarterback C.J. Stroud will determine if this game is close. Wisconsin has allowed only nine passes of 20 yards or longer, but Stroud and his elite receiving core have combined for 18 passes of 20-plus yards. Eleven of those went for at least 30. Wisconsin is 2-1. and one. They thumped New Mexico State 66-7 last week, but lost to Washington State in Game 2, 17-14. Kickoff tomorrow night, 7.30. Dave James on Winning News. Special thanks to our affiliates, WBNS-TV in Columbus, WTOL-TV in Toledo, and WKYC-TV in Cleveland for their contributions to today's podcast. I'm Kate Burdett on the Ohio News Network. This has been the ONN Daily Podcast, a production of Radio Ohio Incorporated on the Ohio News Network.